Hi friends, it's your girl Harpo. Welcome to this episode of Round Girl Guild titled Mindful Eating. Now, you might be wondering, why is Harpo talking about nutrition and mindful eating during a season that she's exploring what it means to love herself? That is a question that I'm definitely going to ask the guest of this episode as well, because I was also confused. I was like, why do I see mindful eating and nutrition as an act of self-love. And spoiler alert, it is a huge component of self-love. What you nourish yourself with and what you feed yourself with is actually so important because it's fuel for how you show up in the world for yourself and for other people. So this entire episode, we're going to explore what it means to actually mindfully eat and be conscious of your nutrition and how it directly impacts your emotional health, your well-being, your mental health. And I'm going to have this conversation with someone who has really changed my definition and my relationship with food for me in the last year or so for sure. So the guest of this episode is Breith Baines, who is the founder and host of Aura Holistic Health. She's a registered holistic nutritionist, and she's a certified personal trainer. And working with Preet was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. And I guess in general, working with a nutritionist was one of the best decisions I ever made. I've said often in a couple spaces that my spiritual awakening, my understanding of myself, my body, um, you know, the fact that I have a mind, body, and and soul actually was through my body. It was through changing my nutrition. It was like a window into my actual existence. And it wasn't until I started to cut out foods that didn't work for me, that didn't make me happy, didn't make me feel good. Um, and then understanding what it means to grant myself grace when I am eating the foods that don't make me feel good. It was in learning all of that was I able to fully actually start on my journey of self-love. And so that's why we're having this podcast episode in this season. But I'm also curious to know at maybe a more you know, holistic level, why nutrition is so important for self-love. Hi, Pri. Welcome to the Brown Girl Guild podcast. Hi, Harpo. Thanks for having me. I'm like super excited. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. I feel like ever since, you know, I've been working with you and we started the podcast, I was always waiting for the right time for us to have a conversation like the one we're going to have today. And I'm just so excited that we're having it in this context for this season and at the time that we're exploring what it means to really love ourselves. Yeah, it's uh, mindful eating is a really big thing. A lot of people take mm -hmm. it for granted. Yeah. So I think right off the bat, like I also mentioned this in the intro that, you know, people might be a little bit confused because, you know, folks might have a different understanding and a different level of consciousness when it comes to mindful eating. Um, I think maybe first and foremost, why don't you define mindful eating for us? Like, what does it mean to be eating mindfully? So mindful eating is basically just being one with your food and being a little bit more like conscious about what you're putting into your body and what it can do to your body. And also um, a big part of mindful eating is just being like, like I said, being one with your food, just actually sitting there being grateful for whoever prepared your food and just actually just smelling it, just diving right into it. It gives you a whole different experience uh, um, than just like eating when you're on the go. And basically, yeah, mindful eating, if I was to sum it up, it would be 
just being one with your food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like you also call it food hygiene in the um, like you know in your protocols that you send to clients like me, you call it food hygiene. And I had that was the first time that I feel like I'd ever heard of that term or thought about my food as like something that I can have different processes and steps attached to, um, and to like consider it like hygienic to do those things while I'm eating. Yeah, yeah. It's also you can also call it food hygiene. It's actually. Um... It's a really big thing once you start getting into it at first. It all depends on it all depends on where your headspace is as well, too. It takes a little while to kind of get into the whole process of mindful eating. And like don't be hard on yourself if it just doesn't happen all of a sudden. It's like a slow process. Like anything. Yeah. And I think like most and like most importantly, this podcast episode is for us to like explore that as a concept and really introduce it to folks who might not necessarily have considered it in that way or thought of it in that way. And again, this is not to like shame anyone for not having this approach um, to food in their life, but to introduce a different possibility. So the next thing that I really want to ask you, I think possibly the most important part is um, why would I be hosting a conversation on nutrition and mindful eating in a season where we are exploring what it means? to truly love yourself. Why would this be a conversation that we should be having in the context of self-love? So when you're feeding yourselves, it's a form of self-love. So like when you're nourishing yourself with like whatever your body needs and whatever your body craves, you're, it's a form of self-love and you're not feeding yourself. You're not like guilty, like you're not emotionally eating. You're just eating what's good for you and what's right for you is a form of self-love. So if Mm -hmm. like, that's, I think that's one of the highest like forms that we can show ourselves of self-love because it's, we all eat on a daily basis, but it's just what we put into our bodies is different. And then when you're nourishing your body, it's just a form of like self-love. And it's like, you show your body that, Hey, I'm here for you. Like our bodies are cars, right? So we only, Mm -hmm. we run on what we feed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the um, quality of uh, fuel that you're putting into that car is really important for the longevity of the car. You know, I think this is an example that you and I actually talked about in an Instagram live we did once where, you know, yeah, like you're very picky about the kind of fuel you put into your car. You know, some cars require premium, some cars require just regular standard, some cars are diesel, some cars are electric, and then you don't put anything in them. But we're so picky and choosy about the kind of fuel that we're putting into other vehicles that we're using to get through the world. Um, But I don't think we're nearly as um, cognizant of the kind of fuel that we're putting into the perhaps biggest vehicle slash vessel that we are using to navigate this world, which is our bodies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did use that example. It's, But it's, it's funny because it's like when it comes to our cars, we're just like, okay, it doesn't matter how much the gas is, even if you're getting the premium. But sometimes when it comes to our body, when when we're feeding ourselves, we're just like, okay, we'll just go for the fastest and the quickest and the cheapest thing that we could feed our bodies. But we need to have, it's almost like having a little bit more respect for yourself. I'm not saying that like, say you can't eat junk food, but there's always a time and place for it. And and, oh, it's the way you put it into your body and what you tell yourself before eating it as well too. Yeah. I mean, for example, I know that in our protocols, you have said to me like, Harpo, if you have to eat McDonald's or you want to eat McDonald's, I'm not saying don't eat it. The entire purpose of it being a holistic approach is that 
when you're eating that McDonald's, don't resent yourself. Don't feel guilty. Show up for it in a very grateful way. Say, you know what? This is the thing that is nourishing me today. And this is what is serving me today and is making me feel good. And I'm grateful. And, and you're so right that like when I actually have done that and I've practiced that with foods that in the past used to make me feel really shitty after I'd eaten them, the experience of my body is very different. Do you know why that might be? It's, it all just becomes more psychological because it's like, and it becomes into like that guilt factor as well too. Like say, for example, um, my weakness is ice cream and I love ice Mm. cream, but I don't eat it all the time. But there used to be times when I just used to eat ice cream and then I would beat myself up about it. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I ate ice cream. And then I'd be running to the bathroom. It just wouldn't agree with me. Like, and then I started telling myself, okay, I want ice cream. I deserve this ice cream. Whatever my body will take from it, it'll take from it. And whatever my body doesn't need, it'll just kind of expel it. So it it becomes a psychological thing, right? So then it just, it's just telling yourself that. But then it's also not like, you almost have to see food. Like you have to take that out of your head, like good and bad food. Mm -hmm. Because I like what, because we're so conditioned, like, okay, this is good food. This is bad food. There's a difference between good and bad food. But when we're making these choices, you kind of almost like, you can't associate the bad food and feel guilty about it because it's just Mm -hmm. the way it resonates in your body. Your body knows how you're feeling and what you feel towards that food. But if you're not fully welcoming it into your body, it's not going to sit well with you. I feel like I've um, for a long time carried a lot of judgment towards this idea of good food and bad food to myself. And most most recently I've been finding I'm, I'm holding a lot of judgment towards other people. So what I mean by that is when I was, I guess, in like when I was like a late teenager, early 20s, I stopped eating like chips and candy. Um, you know, I stopped drinking pop. I don't I don't drink pop at all, actually. I always opt for like water or maybe like a, like a like, you know, very basic juice or something. Um, and I used to judge people, I guess like maybe before the judgment of others, I used to judge myself a lot if I did want to indulge in a little bit of like, you know, crush or like a fruitopia or something. Um, And then I would feel extremely guilty after I'd eaten a bag of chips because I would be judging myself and saying, well, you are not a bad person. So why are you eating bad food? And I think that the way that I've treated myself and the way that I've spoken myself, spoken to myself and how I've judged myself is exactly how I feel like I judge other people now. So now that I'm dairy-free and gluten-free, I look at other people who should also be dairy-free and gluten-free who have explicitly said they should be dairy-free and gluten-free and perhaps are struggling with it but are not honoring their bodies. And so I find myself being incredibly judgmental and saying, well, you know, I got rid of it and I feel fantastic and I know the changes that it's made for me in my life and my body. And I can't believe that you're not doing that for yourself as well. And I hate that I'm so judgmental about it because all I'm doing is splitting it down between good food and bad food, but then also not necessarily honoring where other people might be in their own food journey. Yeah. And you have to understand, and there's nothing wrong with feeling that way either, but you just have to understand that everyone's like food journey is different. For example, they, in the back of their head, they know that they shouldn't be eating certain foods. Like they should be like either, for example, gluten-free or dairy-free because it's just going to serve them better and their body's going to feel fantastic. And you going through that process, you know that, but then it also has to it has to come to the realization, like that individual has to realize it themselves. Like say, for example, you came to that realization and you realized it yourself. You're like, okay, it's time to make a change. I'm, I don't want to feel shitty about myself mm-hmm. um, and what I put into my body. And 
you're like, when you're nourishing yourself with the foods that serve you best, mm-hmm. you're, you're on a whole different level. Like your body just feels totally different, like from the mind aspect, the spirit, and just even like aesthetically, like it's just, you just feel so different. Like you almost feel like you're walking on a cloud, if that makes sense, compared to like mm-hmm. when you were eating crappy. And I just think when it, like everyone slowly has to come to that realization of what food serves them better and just kind of finding a fit into their day. And it's okay. Sometimes I'm, yeah, I can be judgy as well too. (laughs) I think what you've alluded to is the fact that our nutrition and what we eat relates a lot to how we feel about ourselves, feel about other people. Um, And you know, like how we um, really show up for ourselves. Like it's a very interesting relationship to kind of go through um, and like really psychoanalyze, but maybe not psychoanalyze if you're not like, you know, I don't want to get that deep about it. I like getting deep about it. So I would love for us to get deep about it. Um, You know, like, so really like, what does it mean? Like, you know, I think we've kind of talked about the fact that yes, food is the fuel that helps us move um, this vessel, but at a deeper level, like how is the food that we put in our bodies directly related to like how we feel about ourselves at a very basic sense? Like how does it relate to self-worth and um, you know, that feeling like why, why do we get a cloud nine feeling when we're eating better, but versus when we're not? It's just so like when you're eating the foods that serve you better, you're automatically, your body's on a higher vibration as well too. Because mm-hmm. you're eating all these whole foods, foods that are grown in the ground. So there's a lot of studies that out there that um, with foods grown on the ground and when you prepare your own foods, your food, the way it just goes into your body, it's on a higher vibration opposed to like, say foods that are processed and say, for example, take fries. If you're ordering fries and you feel like, you feel lethargic afterwards. It's just, it's not serving your body because it's not, you're only gaining what you need from it, which is probably just a couple of nutrients from the potatoes and that's about it. So it's, it, it does. So like the food that we fuel our bodies with, it does serve us in a whole different purpose, not just like nutritional value and stuff, but like, so think about it this way. So the food that we're serving, that food that we're eating will also help us with our everyday lives in the sense of like, say brain fog, like we're not so, we're not so cloudy and also emotionally as well too. Yeah. I'm so happy you went there because I really wanted to talk about food as a vibration. Um, I really wanted to talk about food as a, like a way for you to gauge your own frequency and increase or decrease your frequency. Because, you know, if we're of the belief that, you know, all is one and there is a frequency and an an energy for everything that even our food, right? Like you're right. Like what is most of our food? It's either plant-based or it's like mostly animal-based. And so, you know, they're, uh, we're, we're consuming a lot of like living things all the time, you know, for the, for the most part. I mean, then there's some things that are artificially genetically modified and, you know, that's a whole different case. But, you know, for the most part, we are eating things that are like living things, plants, animals. And so everything carries a vibration and everything carries an energy. And I feel like you have to be so picky about the kind of energy and vibration that you're putting into your body. And I know like, you know, when I'm having like, um, you know, if I'm going through a really tough time or I know that I have to be in a position where I'm going to be required to be really focused and really disciplined, 
I will cut certain things out of my diet just because I know of the frequency and vibration that they provide. So if I'm going through like a really stressful period, um, like you know, running a festival or attending a wedding, I won't drink coffee. I won't eat, um, you know, like uh, I won't eat meat just for that day or so because I feel like it. that kind of energy is going to slow me down and lower my frequency at a time where my energy is already battling to be a little bit higher. Any other given time, like if I'm not in a stressful period, a cup of coffee doesn't necessarily hurt. But, you know, like when you're in a very stressful period, um, it can really like impact the way that you operate through the world. And so, yes, it's definitely related. You know, I think like um, if you're eating foods that and you're finding yourself being really emotional all the time, maybe the foods that you're bringing are like really opening you up into a like a, a, an entire portal of like just other people's energies coming into yours. You know, maybe you're, you're lowering your frequency by eating foods that make you feel really upset and even more depressed. You know, those are all mm-hmm. definitely factors. Yeah, it plays like like it plays a huge role. But I'm like I'm actually very proud of you that you've come to the realization of when to drink coffee and when not to drink coffee. <laughs> it, we, go, we got a long way to go, sis. <laughs> it's no, because it, it's true. Because like you know, like you're really you're in tuned with your body, and it took you a little while to get there as well too. Because you're like, okay, this this is how coffee makes me feel. So I know when I'm at a stressful state. I can't drink the coffee because it's not going to serve me. You're either going to get like your cortisol is going to get really high. So you're just going to get the you. It's not like you're going to get the jitters, but you'll have like a big spike and then you'll come down and have a crash. But then mm-hmm. you're like you're very mindful of what you're putting into your body, which is really good. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like my like you, you just said it. I Do you want to expand on you're really mindful of your body? <laughs> yeah. Like being mindful of your body. It's just. But it takes a while to know what serves serves the purpose of your body as well, too. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's just, it's a touch and go. Like, say, for example, vegetables, even though they're grown in the ground, they're, they carry high vibrations, they might not work for the, for the next person. So just kind of finding what foods work best for you and what sits well with you is you're going to increase your, you increase your vibrations. And around, like, I tell you this, Harpo, all the time, I your energy is like totally different from when I first met you. And it's because, mm-hmm. and a part of it has to do with what you're putting into your body. Yeah. Yes. And then, it's how you relate to yourself, how you feel about yourself, right? Yeah. And you owe it to yourself to feed yourself with like the optimal fuel and whatever works for you in that sense. Um, and whatever you're feeling that day as well too, like, you owe it to yourself. It's like you were saying, like we were saying, it's a form of self-love, like nourishing your body is a form of self-love. Because otherwise, if you're just putting garbage into your body, you're not really doing the act of self-love that you should be. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to touch base um, on how we were talking about like the food by food vibrations, like how they grow on the ground and say, for example, like you have like a huge, your dad has a huge garden in the back. And then when you Mm -hmm. eat those fruit, like you eat those fruits and vegetables from the garden, you probably feel a different vibration from like, uh, like when you're getting the store-bought vegetables, they probably Mm -hmm. sit with you differently. It's a labor of love because my dad has really like planted those things for himself and his family, you know, and he's um, poured a lot of love, care and attention into what he's growing. It is, it's a labor of love when you, when you've had it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
No, and I was also going to touch base on a little bit about like um, organic eating and not organic eating. Like organic eating is if it's if it fits your budget, then eat it. Um, but like, say, for example, with the meats, we should kind of be more mindful of how like if you want to make sure the meats are organic and they're grass fed and antibiotic free. Because think about if you're an animal eater and then think about how the animals are brought up and what kind of lifestyle they had before they came onto your plate. Um it's going to resonate in your body a whole different way as well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why like, I think like sometimes, um, you know, like the justification that I've gotten from a lot of vegetarians, not, not that I'm there yet. Um, but the justification that I've gotten from a lot of vegetarians is that they don't want to take on that energy of, um, I mean, cause it is right. Like, yes, there's many arguments for, you know, for, for our meat production and why we eat meat and et cetera. But like, you know, at the core of it, we are killing the animals, right? And then they're, we're taking their life force from them and then we're consuming them. So I think the justification for a lot of vegetarians, I do understand the rationale because they just don't want to participate in that kind of energy exchange. Um, and, you know, like, that that to me, I think the first time a vegetarian told me that, I was like, ooh, like I'm not I'm not there yet on my self-love journey to give it up, but I do understand the rationale. Yeah, it does it does make a lot of sense when you put it that way. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I always say, and like I don't know if people understand this when I'm saying this, is like when I truly love myself, I will give up alcohol and um coffee. Because I know in my core that those things like you know, like they don't sit right with me. Um, yeah. and yet I'm still doing it because I truly feel like, oh, like, no, it's not a big deal. Like I can do it. But yeah, like coffee, genuinely, I feel like I want to get to a place in my life where I don't drink it anymore. Um, even alcohol, like, you know, I, I, I think wine is a different experience for me, but like hard alcohol, hard liquor, I would love to like give it up because I think that my body is definitely telling me, I know my body enough, right? That I'm, I'm tuned in enough to my body to know that those things aren't working for me and yet I'm still doing them. So I always just joke and say, when I truly love myself, I will stop doing these things. Yeah. It'll be like the next level of self-love. You're like, that's it. I'm not drinking any hard liquor or drinking coffee. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. you know, I want to ask you now, um, you know, how can we start to nourish ourselves to our highest selves? You know, like now having maybe, you know, for anyone who's listening now, having known a little bit more about how food is frequency, food is energy, how can we tune into our bodies um, so that we're feeding ourselves to our highest selves and, you know, so that we can cultivate having a healthier, more mindful relationship with food and nutrition that is beneficial for our mental health. Like as a holistic nutritionist, what advice would you offer for that? So it starts off very simple just eating without any type of electronics because the electronics will pick up waves for your food as well too but you're just like I was saying in the beginning you want to be one with your food so just like even going through the process of like say preparing your food because that's where the digestion process starts it's like it the, the sense of smell kicks off all the digestive enzymes which will kind of relate to like okay yes we want to eat this food so just sitting with your plate and giving thanks to your plate as well too. Like, okay, thank you for, if somebody in your family made that food or your partner made the food or your friends, whoever it is, or the cook at the restaurant, you kind of want to just say thank you. Thanks for the farmers. And that way it's like, you're just putting it out there to the universe that you're grateful for this meal that you're getting. And then slowly just enjoying and chewing your food. And you're not in a rush. Start off, that's the simplest way of starting off. And 
making sure that you're eating whole foods as much as possible. So you want to stay away from the processed foods and just even be a little bit mindful of when you're doing that. Like if you have some processed food, see how it feels and how it like resonates in your body. And then when you're sitting there and eating like foods that are like uh, whole food, whole foods and see how that resonates with your body. And then also just if you're have if you're going to eat something bad or something that's not going to serve you, don't have that guilt around it because that's what kind of eats at your body. So just tell yourself like, okay, my body will just take whatever it wants from this. And if whatever doesn't serve it, it's just going to expel from my body. So just, yeah. and drinking water makes a big difference. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the part about the distractions that you, you know, you, you uh, like I, because I've gone through this process with you, this is something that you've offered in your protocol as well to like really put away the, um, like put away the electronics and, um, put away the distractions. And sometimes it can feel really awkward to like really pay attention to your food because so much of our, even our social life is centered around eating and being social and distracting ourselves. But I think like, it's really interesting that when we do put away our distractions, you have a better, you have a I would say better, but even an entirely different experience with how you're eating. Yeah, it's a whole different experience compared to like, say, if if you have the TV on in the background, you're on your phone, you're on your computer, the food just sits differently. You feel, you almost feel a different type of fullness. It's hard to explain. And then mm-hmm. you, was it last week? You're going to be like, you're such a creeper. You went for brunch by yourself. How did that feel? Like that was probably a whole different experience as well, too, because it was just you and your food. Yeah, I um I went to go have brunch by myself, yes. And it was, you know, like I, I really was like, okay, Harpo, like don't even, please don't try and distract yourself even during this moment. Put your phone away. I had a book with me, but I really wanted to be able to like be in the present moment. And I mean, like the entire act of it was a very, you know, like, reclamation based liberatory experience, whatever the words are, um, because I wanted to be able to show myself and, and, you know, feel like I can do things by myself and I, and I can do them if I really enjoy them. But yeah, like really like I put it on Instagram and somebody responded to me and said, um, even now don't, um, you know, do not distract yourself for like, don't distract yourself by being on your phone or like watching the TV on the screen at the restaurant. All I did was just pay full attention to like my plate and how everything tasted. I really wanted Denny's sausage and bacon. And I was like, if I come here and I didn't even pay attention to how it tasted, what was the point of me coming here? It was such a, such a liberating experience. Cause at home, I always put on Netflix when I'm watching, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I'm eating. So it's like, yeah, just on the background. It's a whole different experience. Yeah. You're probably it like, is, what yeah. no, no, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, no, no, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, I would even go as far as saying that you can practice mindful eating by, you know, like, yes, Preet and I are talking and we're giving tips, but I think like the biggest, um, you know, indicator for what you should and shouldn't be eating is your own intuition, like checking in with your body and asking your body, how does this make me feel? How does that make me feel? How do I feel after when I've had X, Y, and Z food? Um, you know, like really like mindfulness is just what it's just being in the present moment, tuning into your body and noticing what feels like what in which parts of your body. So just turning your gaze inwards to say like, I'm going to attempt at having a better relationship with food in my body. And I'm going to do it by being really careful about how I feel when I'm around certain foods. Yeah. And just seeing what food serve you that day. Like you might just, you're like, okay, I really want oranges that day. Or you mm-hmm. just, it's just, that's what your body needs. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, I like the way you put it, like just looking inside you and seeing what you need. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, quite frankly, both Preet and I are examples of how having um, the courage to have a healthier, more mindful relationship with food and nutrition um, were testaments to how it can actually improve your emotional health and mental well-being. Would you agree with that, Preet? Oh, yeah. I fully agree with that 100%. It's because it's if you like, even if you know my history with food, I wouldn't say I had the best relationship with food. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it just. And then all of a sudden it started to get better just because I'm practicing mindful eating and I know what's serving my body, right? And it's the same thing for you as well too, Harpo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like ever since I've really been paying attention to food, um, I just moved differently through the world. Um, you know, even like I was at my cousin's wedding um, in early October and I preemptively got myself meal prep. (laughs) I think I was mentioning this to you too, that I got myself meal prep because I really wanted to set myself up for success during a very stressful period. And that's all that it is, right? Like I'm mindful enough that that thought did cross my mind that my nutrition and the, what, what I was going to eat during that wedding week was something that I was really cognizant of maybe even a month before, like a month before I started to think about, okay, where am I going to get meal prep from? What meals am I going to eat? Where am I going to store them? Um, am I going to take them with me to the wedding house? And if I don't have access to my meal prep, which, which kinds of foods can I eat from the buffet or whatever? And, um, I think like setting myself up for success so that I'm not feeling like crap during the wedding week. Um, you know, and during, again, like in general, a very stressful period is how I honor myself is how I love myself to say like, you know, I'm not going to throw caution to the wind during a very stressful time. That's, I think like in general, if we just step away from even the conversation about mindful eating and nutrition, um, you know, that's, that's what it is to really truly love yourself is to set yourself up for success and to put yourself first and not to put yourself on the back burner and to use excuses like, well, my life is too busy right now, so I can't show up for myself. That's so true. I like the way you put that. And I'm very proud of you that you thought that far ahead where you were. Yeah, you were telling me that you were meal prep. You were going to get like some meal prep in. Yeah. And you've probably felt so much better throughout the wedding week as well too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really did. Um, so Preet, before we wrap up, um, you know, I, I did mention in the intro that you're a registered holistic nutritionist and that you're a certified trainer. Um, you know, I've found exponential value by having you in my life and having you help me navigate, um, you know, my relationship with my body and nutrition. Um, if somebody was to, you know, consider working with a holistic nutritionist, consider working with you, um, you know, what would the benefits be of that? And how could you add value um, to their life? And how, and how would like, even like approaching your health holistically, what would that, what would that do for folks? So what I do, what I like to tell myself I do is I like to educate people about their bodies and what kind of, what works for their bodies and what, say, for example, if you're having some sort of issues right now, like certain alignments, I kind of help you get to the root cause of it. And then I, I coach you and educate you on what some like with nutrition, as well as just like a more of a spirited aspect of it as well, too, and supplementation as well, too. So it's just getting to know your body on a whole different level. That's the way I like to put it. And Mm kind of letting go of like say for example if you have digestive distress some type of hormonal stuff kind of starting to let go of that and like shedding that out and figuring out why what's causing that and then 
just coaching you on your nutrition and telling you what, helping you make the proper choices and telling you what kind of serves your body. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's someone that can help you navigate maybe perhaps any confusion that you've had, um, you know, it, when when it comes to being feeling fully empowered in, in reclaiming your nutrition and your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and if folks want to connect with you directly, Preet, how can they do that? So they can email me at Preet at AuraHolistichealth.ca and they can also send me a DM on Instagram as well too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Preet does a lot of outreach and work around, you know, spe- specifically um, like women's bodies and women's relationships with their bodies as it pertains to like their reproductive health. I mean, um, I didn't say that in this episode because I feel like I just don't stop talking about this, but <laughs> Preet really helped me navigate my relationship with uh, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, that's the entire purpose that I even connected with Preet and wanted to, um, you know, change my nutrition habits and and so, you know, pre often does outreach around PCOS awareness um, and, you know, like tons of her clients also come to her when they have things like endometriosis, um, you know, so there's also, there's also definitely that, that um, Preet is able to help you get empowered on. So thank you so much for being on this episode with me, Preet, and, and talking to me about nutrition and mindful eating. Um, I really hope that everybody who is listening got a lot of value out of this episode as well. And thanks for having me, Harpo. It means a lot. Thank you.